0: i been trying.
1: four weeks or something since I've done one of these Um, I surpassed my goal of 10. I was super stoked I got past 10 and then I slowed the hell down. Um, I moved the podcast uh, moved everything. Moved uh, shuttling furniture all my belongings from one place to another Uh, along with of course you know juggling listings, clients, etc. Life's just crazy good but crazy uh, good crazy I guess better to be super busy than not doing shit um, today I uh, hit a Bikram class this morning I forgot how much those suck uh, gotta work on my balance I should do it more often I kept uh, fi- I f- kept finding myself like balance manly and trying to you know catch my balance I was uh, didn't fall or anything but anyway more yoga probably here in the near future. Um, Everyone says it's good for you, right? And the positive stories that emerge from yoga are prevalent. Um, Something everybody should be doing, it seems like. Especially when you start getting into your 40s and 50s like me. uh, Or at least feel-wise. Maybe once a week or something, you know, just to kick it off and crawl, walk, run. Uh, There's the ambulance. During the second phase of podcasting, uh, you may hear the ambulance uh, go back and forth. The new setup is kind of near a hospital, and I hear them go by nightly, at least. It's a reminder that one day it'll pick me up, you know, via like a heart attack or stroke or something, so it reminds me to live my life because that ambulance is going to pick you know somebody up who's going through a um, very serious moment in their life and we'll all have those serious moments in our life so it's just a matter of time before that ambulance or heads your way and my way and everybody's way so yeah good reminder uh you'll probably hear some rain as well in the background it's been raining here not entirely sure why the rain is so much louder at this place than the other place uh Maybe there's some type of, like, echo thing happening. I'm not sure. You might hear a uh, family disciplining their kid as well. Uh, there's like a family right outside and uh, sometimes I guess the kid gets out of hand and they just scream at that kid. And, you know, it's fun to listen to. Oh, you little shit! Like, Jesus, woman! What did he do, I wonder? <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, the new place. I turned the living room into like, you know, a half uh, jujitsu workout area and like a half podcast space. I have the furniture and space now to accommodate guests, along with, you know, having them sleep here if they, you know, get too drunk or if they want to or whatever. They'll have their own bathroom and. Toilet bowl to throw up in or if they get too drunk. Uh, My throw up toilet bowl is off limits and it's sacred so I'm not sharing that. Use your own. Uh, There's one right there next to the bedroom. So looking forward to my first guest. Whenever that is or whoever that is or you know. uh, I haven't decided yet. Just glad to be up and running again. And... uh, Yeah, new space, uh, new mental space, of course, comes with that. Still cleaning up a few items, you know, to close out this year and headed right into the new year. My calendar looks absolutely fucking maniacal as soon as January hits and I have a ton of traveling I gotta do. So, you know, I'll I'll be posting on the social medias, on the interwebs, um, song for this one. No song really stood out to me uh, to play for this week. So I had to consciously make an effort to pick a song. I was reading an article about the best rapper in the world. You know, people debate, like, who's your favorite rapper or the best rapper dead or alive. You know, people say that. Um, so in this article specifically, they made a case for Nas. And um, I started thinking like, yeah, Nas is super good. You know? And I got a ton of Nas songs. So I'll play one uh, one of my favorite. It's not a Nas song. Uh, it's a Damian Marley song featuring Nas. But it's one of my favorites. The song is called Patience. Um, it's also known as Sabali. Which is um, Bambara, a language in Mali, Western Africa. Um, you hear they say the word sabali, sabali, sabali. Young Conte, which stands for uh, patience, is what the world is about. So, uh, we'll just jump right into the song. Here we are.
2: And mommies on a flag of a moon and can't find food for the starving tummies. Pay no mind to the youths, cause it's not like the future depends on it. Or we'll save the animals in the zoo. How the chimpanzee, them are make big money. This is how they meet the media pillages on TV. The picture is savages and villages, and the scientists still can't explain the pyramids. Huh. Evangelists making a living on the videos of ribs of the little kids, stereotyping the image of the images, and this is what the image is. You buy a car key points and all of a sudden you are say Indiana Jones And I tip out the gold and tip out the scrolls and even the bird bones Some of the worst paparazzi I've ever seen and i ever known Put the worst on this place that the world can see and that's all that we'll ever show So the ones in the west will never move east and feel like it'll be at home. Get tricked by the beast but the way the mother flee when the monster is fully grown Alamonic lineage where them seek and defeat, and them could have never clown A spiritual DNA that prints in my soul, and I will forever own. Love. Yeah. Sabali, so that's patience. what the old
3: folks told me. Can you give it that? Huh. Discovering a world before this world, a world buried in time. Uncovered with rhymes
2: It gets no realer huh. Are we born not knowing? Are we born knowing all? Are we growing wiser? Are we just growing tall? Can you read thoughts? Can you read palms? Uh. Can you predict the future? Can you see storms coming? The earth was flat if you went too far You would fall out Now the earth is round, if the shape changed again Everybody would have started the average man can't prove of most of the things that he chooses to speak of and still run research and find out the root of the truth that you seek of scholars teach in universities and claim like they're smart and cunning tell them find a cure when we sneeze and that's when they're no to start running and the rich get stitched up when we get cut wanna heal them broken bones in the bush with a wet mud can you re-science, can you re can you make peace can you fight war, can you milk cows even though you drive cars, uh, can you survive against our lives now?
3: It's crazy. When you feed people the truth, you don't know how they're going to react. You're scared of wrongdoers, people that's just ignorant. We're scared of the truth. we patient for now. Who wrote the Bible? Who wrote the Quran? And wasn't a lightning storm that gave birth to the earth, and then dinosaurs were born? Who made up words? Who made up numbers? And what kind of spell is mankind under? Everything on the planet we preserve and can it? Microwave it and try it. No matter what, we'll survive it. What's you? What's man? What's human? Anything along the land we consuming. Eating. Deleting. Ruining. Trying to get paper, what? gotta have land, gotta have acres. So I can sit back like Jack Nicholson, watch niggas play the game like the Lakers. In a world full of 52 fakers, gypsies, seances, mystical prayers. You superstitious, throw so over your shoulders, make a wish for the day, cuz. Like somebody got a doll of me, sticking needles in my artery, but I can't feel it. Sometimes it's like part of me, but I got a real big spirit. a fearless, i fearless. Don't you try to grab hold of my soul? It's like a military soldier since seven years old I held real dead bodies in my arms Felt their body turn cold Oh, why are we born in the first place If this is how we gotta go? Damn all the wisdom
2: and knowledge
1: seekers of the world Sabali so Patience yeah. Good God that's a powerful song huh patience bitch um, yeah Nas and Damian Marley made a fucking great song um I want to look at some lyrics from Damien Marley. The earth was flat. If you went too far, you would fall off. Now if the earth is round, if the shape changed again, everybody would start laughing. It's funny. We're laughing now because, you know, the flat earth movement is back. And the shape changed again, according to them. So we went from flat to round, back to flat, and then we'll be in a square. Uh, 50 years from now and then it'd be like a hexagon man then he says the average man can't prove of most of the things that he chooses to speak of which is true and still won't research and find out the root of the truth that you seek of so people just espouse like shit come flying out of their face and they won't look into it you know it's easier to just say shit um, because you've read a headline and you just, it, it's hard to research and go deep and spend tons of time trying to figure out how and why things are the way they are. It's fucking, not everybody has that kind of time or time management uh, for that. So, um, Damien Marley is making an observation in those lines. And then Nas, you know, comes in. He asks. He's very inquisitive. Who wrote the Bible? Who wrote the Quran? And was it a lightning storm that gave birth to the earth? And then dinosaurs were born. So you know, he's um, he's one of the top lyricists. Top five lyric. Like, there's no way people could argue that he's not one of the greatest ever because he's. He, He's sharing his, you know, people rap, and it's like, I got the car, and I got the girls, and you know, it could be like a fun rap song. And that's how they differentiate hip-hop, is hip-hop is more of a a culture than a style of rap. And Nas kind of embodies that with his kind of inquisitive nature. Who made up words? Who made up numbers? And what kind of spell is mankind under? You know, so these are very powerful questions. And he's not, he's not looking, the the way I interpret what Nas is trying to do is, he's not wrapping these words so that hopefully somebody will email him an answer, right? Like, Nas could care less about your answer. I think what he's trying to do is have people become what the kids would say, woke Right? Who wrote the Bible? Ah, oh, it's a good question. Who wrote the Quran? Ah, oh, it's a good question, too. And was it a lightning storm that gave birth to the earth and then dinosaurs were born? So he's saying, um, I think he's doing like a Big Bang kind of analogy here. So he just makes, he wants people to think. Which is good. I want people to think as well. Um, Nas wants you to use your kind of critical Thinking skills over here emotional thinking skills Which seems to be the narrative in America today? You know, it's you get emotional and then you answer and then you act out on that answer um, I think it's one of the reasons why like When in certain in, interviewers they go to like troll protests right and they start asking questions to the people that are protesting and they don't really know why they're protesting, right? It's just kind of groupthink, uh, identity politics. And it's fun to protest. It's like, oh, we're protesting, look at us. Um, I'm not saying all protests are like this, like a good protest here in Hawaii was the strike, right? I think 51 days or something they were protesting and they knew why they were there and they had a cause and they believed in it. And they won! They ended up achieving a deal where they would make, I don't know, uh, X amount of money for X amount of years and they were satisfied and the unions went to bat for them and the legal teams were involved on both sides, so not all protests are bad, um, but it's just some protests are funny and people are emotionally protesting rather than critical uh, thinking protesting, so I think that's what Nas has been trying to do uh, for a long time, and that's what makes him one of the greats. Okay, enough rambling, uh, let's knock out some questions. Uh, I apologize if the volume is all kinds of fucked up in this one. Um, I upgraded my podcasting uh, recording device. I had version 6.0, and I didn't realize I had such a outdated version, so I up dated it to like version 10 point something, so I was like four (laughs) versions away from the newest thing, and I essentially had to learn a whole new program to um, do this, so if the volume is all kinds of fucked up, I'll put it in my car and I'll listen to it as well to see where it jumps, uh, and make edits as I go forward um, on the next episode, 15, 16, 17. Uh, I have no idea how I'm going to do it with the guests. I'm probably going to pre-record it, um, throw it into the, my editing tool, edit it, and do a lot of post-production type stuff. Um, I don't know, I seem to learn by trial by fire style. I will, you know, just do it, and then if it comes crashing and burning, I just take that as like a, a lesson learned and uh, move forward from that location. So, uh, I'm very... Um, fail my way forward type of paradigm so yeah I apologize if it's too crazy I'll edit it as we go forward okay time for some questions this one there's a lot of questions here some of them are real short um and I'll just bang them out this one's from Brandon Duncan hi any father and son trip ideas um depending on how old your son is depending how old you are um I would say, you know, get to California and go on a road trip and, you know, state hop, essentially. And go, like, through Utah you know or check out Texas or, you know, make your way up north if you want. And then, you know, make it over to New York, a main area. Bar hop along the way. Uh, stay in motels. Um, do a lot, like, check out the Grand Canyon. Um, check out art museums. Or, you know, fucking take him to Thailand and the Philippines and you have him, you know, blow his mind in the party scene there. Um, go to South America. I mean, there's a lot of shit you guys can do. Um, I need more information on kind of your likes and interests and age and stuff. Alright. From Lavendery1. I'm the Lavendery1. <laughs> uh, you just won a free 1 week vacation anywhere where do you choose to go hmm so i've been to 5 continents i haven't been to 2 i haven't been to antarctica and i haven't been to africa antarctica is an expensive one uh but i will make it there that's the goal um i will make it to africa africa is much easier to get to But one week in Antarctica seems kind of crazy. So I'd have to say one week vacation to... I probably would go to Namibia in Africa. I would go to Cape Town South Africa as well. But I feel as though it might be kind of too touristy. Um... Maybe Zimbabwe, go on an African tour, go rent a jeep and drive through the jungle, take a bunch of pictures and, you know, just watch like the tiger in its natural habitat. Um, You know, watch the lions chill uh, during the day and, you know, maybe like if I can get a hold of night vision and, you know, watch them hunt at night or something, Um, feed giraffes That'd be kind of cool. Like Africa in my head seems awesome. So. Yeah. Um, one thing I'm noticing about this new. Um, production tool. Is it doesn't show the time. So I'm not entirely sure. What the time is. On this thing. I'll just end up talking. I like to hit about an hour and five minutes. Or an hour and ten minutes. So, Well. I can't see the time on this thing. I'll just through these questions from Linda Joy Linda Joy has been one of the more common uh, question people what do you think of couch surfing have you ever tried it do you think you would why or why not what do I think of couch surfing? I think couch surfing is kinda of cool um, it has the benefits for both parties right like say for example uh, if for those of you that don't know what couchsurfing is, couch is it's a website where you can go online and Somebody will offer their couch um, for rent or for free or whatever and say, Hey, you can stay on my couch. Uh, It's a cheap way for people to travel, right? Um, And I would do it here. You come stay on my couch and I'd probably interview you, you for a podcast. And you can stay for free or, you know, pay me 20 bucks or buy some beer or something and go enjoy Hawaii. Um, have you ever tried it? No, I've never tried it. Do you think you would? Yes, I would definitely try that. I've slept in shittier places in my life than a couch or someone's couch. Um, yeah. This one's from Galienda. When you're in a new city, what do you visit first? Okay, so I'm an art guy. I like art museums. I, um, When I went up to Maine, um Salem Maine I think that was the name of the city um I checked out all the art museums they had like old houses from the 19th century I've, I've you know did some tours um in art museums and um some houses they were like ooh this is the haunted house from 19th century uh yeah I like uh, I like old school stuff so um, art museums by day and I like bars at night I like little bars, you can get a lot of information at bars you can talk to some of the locals like hey what's, you know I'm, I'm from out of town, what should I see you can just ask people and people are proud of where they live and they would gladly share some free information with you and be like oh if you go down the street and take a laugh like this is the best like eggs benedict or whatever I don't know um, salmon, or it's um the best brownies you ever had in Kansas or some shit. I don't know. Um, yeah. So museums by day because there's going to be a museum curator who absolutely loves the museum. And that's the thing about people is people work jobs that if they are passionate about their job, they will share everything with you. That's what they do all day. They are waiting for you to go in there and talk to them and show interest. And they will they will be filled with joy to share this information with you. So, yeah, I'll fucking mosey on in a museum. And especially if you're military, like, and you have an ID, like, get like a lot of shit is free. Uh, parks, uh, some sub- museums, um, yeah. So,. People will gladly share information. So, I like to uh, collect data about uh, cities I go to from some of the locals instead of like some brochure guide that somebody made and put it out there. And it's $25 to do anything. So, yeah. This one's Keith Hold. Thanks, all baggers. Would you like to travel to Antarctica? Yes. Um. The thing about traveling to Antarctica is it's it's kind of scary and it's expensive. So it's about 10 grand. I've mapped it out. Uh, what you have to do is you have to usually get to Texas and then fly down to South America and make your way to the bottom of Chile. You get on a boat. You cross the Drake Passage on a boat, which is the most dangerous part of the ocean in the world, it seems like. And then... You get to Antarctica and you take a couple of pictures of some uh, penguins and stuff. And you get back on a boat and you head back to Chile. And you make your way back to, in my case, Hawaii. Um, uh, So not a lot of fun. Um, Fun in the traditional sense of the word. um, For a lot of money. Uh, So that's just more of a bucket list thing than a fun travel trip. This one's from Tell UK Fishing for Clues. Where can I find Hell? Alright. Hell. Um, Jordan Peterson. Who I met Jordan Peterson. He was awesome. I have a picture of him on social media. He's a fucking cool guy. And we get to sit down and hang out with him. About a, like, uh, I don't know, 70 of us. We got to just like shoot the shit with him. It's awesome. And Jordan will tell you. That hell is a physical place, right? He he believes that your life can be absolute hell when your mind is trapped. And what I think what he means by that is, and it, for me to interpret, Doctor Peterson is absolutely like I'm I'm not qualified to do it, but I'm gonna try. So let's say. Um, I saw a picture, and the picture was, it was two pictures, uh, like you scroll down, you, you, like you see the first picture, and you scroll down, you see the other picture, and the picture was a guy like crossing a finish line, you know that tape? Like he had crossed the finish line, and there was like confetti in the air, and it was a very celebratory picture, right? Like, yes, he did it, he ran the marathon, you know, the picture implies like the guy ran a fuckton, and he finally made it, Right? And if you scroll down on the second picture, it zooms out, and you and you see that the, the finish line is right above his bed. So, so that guy had, he had he had beaten all odds to get out of the bed, stand up, and cross the tape in his room. So there are people who just cannot get out of bed. They For whatever reason and that can be absolute hell. It could be absolute hell if you find yourself doing the same kind of self-destructive pattern. He's a clinical psychologist so of course he's going to believe these kinds of things. Um, So yeah, that's where I think you can find hell. I have to agree with him. Um, You can find hell in your mind and then that mind manifests itself in the physical form. Your reality then becomes actual hell. Um, So yeah, hell exists in the mind and manifests in the real world. Okay, Dirty Ninja misses New York City. Can you describe what physical pain actually feels like? I can't. I was having a conversation with somebody about pain I forget who I was having a conversation with and I was asking her um, How do you know what pain feels like? How do you objectively measure pain? Right? Like, if someone punches you and you say it hurts What do you, like? What does that mean? How is that measured? Uh, how can you prove that it hurts? So, there was a doctor Dr. Justin Smith Right, he was fascinated by pain objectivity, and he created what is called the Schmidt Sting Pain Index. Uh, hopefully I didn't fuck that up. Um, and what he, and, and there's the rain. See, I don't know if you guys can hear that, it's really loud here, isn't it? The rain is really loud here, isn't it? Yeah, so, some nice background noise. It's been raining a lot. Uh, not that we're on an island or something. Um, what were we talking about? Doctor Smith, yeah. Uh, so he was fascinated by pain, and he traveled, you know, all around. And he got he he got stung by a bunch of stuff because he wanted to answer this question and have some kind of comparison analysis to see what the fuck actually hurts and how do you measure what hurts to other stuff that hurts so he created four levels of pain like level zero one two three four level zero being like not really painful and then level one is like a honeybee sting or something and level two is like you know it goes up from there and then three and then four so what he found was level four he put um a tarantula hawk which is like a wasp and uh, what they, these wasps, what they do is they go upside down on the ground and they kind of um, provoke tarantulas while they're upside down. And when the tar- tarantula goes up on its back legs and comes down to smash down on the ho- hawk, the tarantula hawk, the wasp, to eat it, the wasp stings it from being upside down like you're pulling guard and stings the belly and it absolutely decimates the and then it eats the tarantula so that's why it's called a tarantula hawk even though it's like a wasp uh so that's a four on the schmidt sting pain index that's uh um and the humans you know humans get stung by it and you drop to the ground It's insane amount of pain i think i would be interested in getting stung by that just to experience it's only five minutes Uh, Of pain, but they say it's really, 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 really bad. And uh, above that, they have the bullet ant, which is a four plus. So, four is the highest, but then the bullet ant is a four plus, uh, which Dr. Smith uh, talks about the bullet ant being pure, intense, brilliant pain. So, and the bullet ant is something they do in. I think it's Brazil in some tribe in Brazil where they catch a bunch of bullet ants and they mix it in. this like uh, this soupy thing and all the ants kind of, they go to sleep. They like knocks them out. Then they catch the ants and they put them in between uh, these like vines so they get stuck in the vines and they make the two gloves out of them. So when the ants wake up. They wake up and they're pissed off, right? They're absolutely pissed because they wake up, they don't know what happened, and they're stuck. So, when when the when the boy goes through his rite of passage to become a man, he puts his hands in these clubs, these like leaf gloves, and all these ants just sting the shit out of him. And it's 4 plus pain, right, according to the index. And he has to do this like tribal dance. And it's insane um, they've had reporters go down there Bruce Perry I think that's his name he's a BBC reporter a British guy and he went down there and he got stung by he got he put his hands in the glove and he couldn't make the time and he was he he said it's like a psychedelic trip. It's so painful and it lasts like twenty four hours or something so that's something I wouldn't do. I don't think I would do. Um, Torrential Hawk, yes, four bullet and four plus. No, thank you. Um, So, I can't describe physical pain, obviously, but we can relate it to this scale if you want to get stung. This one's from Anonymous. Will mankind reach another age of reason? I think so, maybe. So, what's happening now is... The left is absolutely loud, right? We all hear them like, oh, okay, we get it. You guys take down senators, and uh, you guys are super loud and all this stuff. Um, But I think the pendulum will swing back, and it will keep swinging back and forth, back and forth, left and right. I mean, just look at our presidents, right? We go Republican, George Bush. We go Democrat, uh, Barack Obama. And then we go Donald Trump, and then we'll probably go back Democrat when this is all over. So, the pendulum will swing left and right, left and right, left and right, but it'll slow down, and eventually we'll get to some middle ground. So, I think the left making a ton of noise is just saying, like, there's a lot of shit that's unfair, and they're right, there is a lot of shit that's unfair. Um, So, they make the noise, because it's true, it's like fucking shit is fucked up. but the right, you know, they're like, well, help us fix it, or you know, or like, how can we fix it? Like, we have to find some common ground. But they're not really talking to each other. So they just point fingers. But I think uh, we'll get to some kind of centralist uh, point of view. I think when we, uh, when the other parties get recognized, like Republicans and Democrats, I think the the discussion will begin. Like when we'll let. Libertarians or the Green Party um, or independents even um, start really having a shot at the presidency and gets the kind of money that Democrats and Republicans get. Um, We get like five parties and they're all large parties. Uh, I think things will start to get very interesting. Okay, this one's from Tana. T-A-N-A-A, when someone dies in their sleep, do you think they know when they wake up? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Why not? Especially consciously, right? Because the body knows when it's dying, right? Your body goes through the process of dying, right? Um, The researchers have tons of insight into dying. We don't have a lot of insight into after death. Right, So the only thing we can go with for now is dying because that's what we have a lot of insight in. People go through dying and they know that your brain goes on for a little more than your heart does. Six or seven minutes, I think they call those brain minutes, which, which seems like an eternity. Like you ever go to sleep for 15 minutes or something and you wake up and you say, what time is it? And you think it's like two or three hours go by when it's only like 15 minutes? Uh, So time is very interesting uh, when you're sleeping. Um, So yeah, I think yes, because the body recognizes the process of dying and produces chemicals that's not normally produced, um, especially in that quantity. So Wako, can slash will you share with us some heartfelt, thought-provoking words? Um, when someone's going through a hard time, I remember I remember, a picture, and the picture was a red car um, driving down a mountainous highway and taking a turn. And there was a quote on the bottom, it said, a bend in the road isn't the end of the road unless you fail to make the turn. Right? So you're driving the car down a mountainous highway, and if you don't make the turn, you'll crash and die. Or something. Get hurt. Um, but if you just turn the steering wheel, you will make the turn. Right, So a bend in the road isn't the end of the road unless you fail to make the turn. So when you come up in hard times, just make the turn necessary to get around the bend in the road. Or, it'll just be the end of the road. Um, this one's from Roaring. The lioness says to her cub, quote, You think too much. Ignorance is bliss. How do you feel? What do you think about this? Yeah, ignorance is bliss. Um, but, but you're going to probably have to surround yourself with people who also adopt that um, mindset. Um, you're the average of your five friends. So, ignorance is bliss, and you hang around with ignorance is bliss people, that's fine. I mean, ignorance doesn't mean you're dumb, it just means it doesn't, you don't know. It's just somehow that word has been manipulated to feel as though people are dumb when you say you're ignorant, right? You're just being ignorant. Like, why is that offensive? That sounds so terrible. Dude, you're so ignorant. Like, oh my god, I'm being ign- Like, it's not synonymous with... Idiot or doofus or any of that. It's just you didn't know So ignorance is bliss. Yes Um, But if you're one of those there ambulance part two Um, But if you're somebody who is very inquisitive and questions everything um, Stay on that path, right? It does it doesn't mean one's better than the other Just what is your natural inclination and go towards that? Um, if you think too much good Go keep thinking, uh, read as much as you can, absorb as much as you can. You're probably an intellectual like demon, and you want to read, 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 and learn, learn, learn. The good, Dram, nom, 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 nom. give me all the stuffs, right? Uh, I think I lean in that category, um, but you're gonna be ignorant to some stuff. Ignorance is bliss for me when it comes to cooking. Like oh, if I don't know, fuck to cook. I'm not gonna. I could care less. I'll just go to Subway or something. So, you're gonna have ignorance as bliss. In most things Um, so there's no way around that dichotomy from Merzo how much of whom you are now is a product of your society probably a lot Um, and culture too I would add culture Um, yeah and there's a big debate right now Um, not right now for a long time Um, at the PhD level. We don't know if objectivity can actually be accomplished. Like, we don't know that. It's v- it's very hard, especially in the qualitative um, fields. They are not sure. Because the human condition is such a mindfuck that it's not clear as to where... We can actually achieve information that is mutually exclusive from the way we interpret information. So. Yes. How much of whom you are a lot. Um, I'm just going to say yes to your (laughs) question. Blue Rose. Is it possible to become egoless? I don't think so. I think ego is is some is it, it's probably like yoga practice um you can work on it work, and you can become a master at it but you're not going to be perfect Egoless less is essentially perfect so let's say you're born into a i don't know let's go hardcore tibetan monkhood and your whole life you're raised um, as a tibetan monk or whatever um buddhist name whatever you want. There's gonna be the pull to do something that's ego-driven. There's no... I I, I can't see a way around that. There are too many biological factors that drive our decisions and thought processes. So I can see people getting close I can see people working on it their whole life, but to become egoless, I don't think it's possible. Anonymous, who is slash was the greatest philosopher of all time? I have to say Socrates, I mean, we have to, any philosopher um, or person who studies philosophy will say that. If it wasn't for Socrates, philosophy wouldn't be Where it is today, Um, Socrates passed it down to Plato, then passed it down to Aristotle. Right, the Socratic method is because of him. Um, He thought so much that they sentenced him to death, and he's like, "Yeah, okay, fine, whatever." You know, he's the fucking legit gangster. Um, Makes me think of that Wu Tang song uh, on Triumph. I forget who sang the first verse. Inspected deck. I don't know. Uh, I bomb atomically, Socrates' philosophies and hypotheses can't describe how i be dropping these mockeries. So, uh, great song, so- Socrates' reference, Wu-Tang Clan from the song Triumph, it's in like the first line of the song. So, yeah, I have to say Socrates. Um, Wako, the invaders south of our border... The caravan. I'm gonna assume you're referencing the caravan. Are they cowards who abandon their own countries instead of fighting for change?
2: Oh, you're
1: trying to set me up. I don't think so. No, I don't think they're cowards. I think think the way you frame this question is wrong. Alright. The invaders. I don't think they're invaders. I think... They're people looking for opportunity. um, Because there's no opportunity where they're coming from. So your argument here, or question, presumes that um, they're cowards because they don't want to. Like, it's hard to change some shit, especially... If there's a ton of corruption. And South America is known for a ton of corruption. Um, So yeah. Are they cowards? I'm going to say no. They're not cowards. Um, But fighting for change is not as easy as you think it could be. Um, Yeah. Okay. Iceman. Have you achieved your most important goals in life? Not yet. What were slash are they... For example, own your own home, buy a special vehicle, travel, not fall off the toilet when drunk. Okay, your examples, own your own home, got that. Buy a special vehicle, I've had like 40 cars or something. Um, My favorite car, probably like when I had my Supra, that was pretty cool. Um, I'm probably going to buy another vehicle. I'm debating motorcycle or vehicle right now, uh, because my new place, I got my parking situation is much better so uh, travel yes i've traveled Uh, not fall off the toilet when drunk fall off the toilet i've hugged i've cuddled the toilet before (laughs) from throwing up so much Uh, so yeah have you achieved your most important goals in life no and i don't think um, because you're always setting goals and importance is just relativity measurement so I'm going to say no. I don't think you should ever accomplish all your goals because you could sh- just keep setting them until the day you die. Anonymous. How many strangers have you spoken to today? A lot. It's Sunday. It was open house day, so I talked to tons of strangers. Um, 20, 30 plus, probably. I don't know. Just the house hopping all day. Beaker5o. What is your secret for keeping cool? Relativity. Uh, I know that my life is pretty good because I know some people live some pretty shitty lives. Like you live in a war-torn country or like I've been in Baghdad where people just bomb the shit out of each other. Um, my, my secret for keeping cool, I guess, uh, comes from the thought of it's not so bad. Like what am I going to stress about? Like what can any American really stress about, um, you just watch the news and fucking crazy shit is, um, you just look around, you know, you have a house, you, you eat something today, and, uh, you have some friends you can hang out with, if you have, you can get a beer or something, like, that's pretty cool, I don't, I don't, um, I don't know, I set my standards low, I guess, I have really low standards, and, um, yeah, I don't, uh, I know that some places suck. Alright, I've pinpointed a noise. You probably hear the noise. I gotta figure out a way to fix that. Leah R. How does one get over feeling so lonely? It's so embarrassing to me to say, but I have no school friends, no childhood friends, nothing like that. I can't even say I have a best friend. I had two besties in high school, but we got into a fight. And the one ended our friendship, which then made the other one end it as well. Okay, so a friend chose another friend and now you feel abandoned. And during college, I had friends, but never stayed in contact. That's probably common, right, because you're changing classes and um, people change majors and you don't see them anymore or, you know, life kind of happened or they got a job or something. I always make friends, but then once they leave or I leave, it's over. And for four years, okay, college years I assume, I was away a lot as I worked for a cruise line. Oh, okay, so this post-college, she's working in a cruise line for four years, got it. Again I made some friends there, and some I thought would be besties forever, but now nothing. Cracking my knuckles. I stay in contact with two of them. And now I work in an older town. So a lot of the people I work with are a lot older or have families and busy with sports and kid things. So outside of work, I don't really have anyone. I have my boyfriend, which is long distance, and two friends from the States that I met during our time on the ships. So I'm always feeling so alone. Sorry for laughing. It's just so sad. It's funny. I try to tell my boyfriend that this and he doesn't get it. Most men probably won't get it. He isn't there emotionally for me. And the two friends, they message me back when it suits them. But if I didn't have those two, I really would have no one. It just makes me so sad to think about my wedding one day. Oh no. Or just to have someone now to get coffee with or do girl trips with. I really feel like I have no one these last few months. I'm feeling so lonely. Oh, this is rough for me. Then I start thinking, Am I such a terrible person that no one likes me? My boyfriend, in a fight, already told me that I won't be able to find anyone. Well, that's a good boyfriend. It just makes me wonder, did I do something so wrong that no one wants to be in my life? Am I such a terrible person? I just really wonder what I did to make no one want to stay in my life. Oh, good God, woman. Jesus Christ. Fucking Leah R. Oh. That was rough. That was really funny. It, it's fucking it's not about you, dude. Who cares? Fucking get over yourself. Some people are gonna like you and some people are don't. Like, what are you doing? Like, get involved with some shit. Find a fucking hobby and find a community and... Like-minded people will find like-minded people. It, fucking, it's not... Rocket science. Like, if it was rocket science, you know what you'd find? Other rocket scientists. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. This girl stressed me out. Um, get involved with something. Do something. Like, fucking, I, I don't know. Like, take Aikido. And you're gonna meet other people who take Aikido. And chances are you you might have some kind of like like whatever you want to do go do that thing because you're going to meet other people who are also into that thing so let your curiosity guide you google some shit like i take a yoga class like and meet other yoga people or fucking i don't know join a running club or fucking um, a cigar aficionado club and you know go fucking meet with some people who love dig cigars and Um, Like-minded people will find like-minded people when they actually go find the things they like. Leah, your wedding's gonna be fine. You just gotta fucking go do the shit you wanna do. Work and find some hobbies and you'll find some friends and everything's gonna be fine. And you're not gonna have a stranger laugh at your crazy story um, from an island in the middle of the water. Okay, last one, because these two are long. This one's from Bren. I work with a married man who 12 weeks ago contacted me outside of work. Oh, okay, this story's going to be juicy. Juicy, juicy, juicy. I have a boyfriend of 10 years, but he is abusive. Told you, called it juicy. And the relationship emotionally and physically ended a while ago. Then why are you staying with him? The married man said he felt a connection and had to find out whether it was something worth exploring. Well, it was. I felt it too and it was electric. It's electric. I've never felt connection like it before. We became extremely close and it was inevitable that we fell in love. Oh no. This is fucking crazy. His wife kicked him out. Of course. Packed his bags and told him she wanted him gone. She didn't do this because of our affair, but because of an argument they'd had. She has only recently found out that we have exchanged messages. The affair between us only recently became sexual. And only when him and his wife had split and he had moved out. Alright, so every time he and his wife... Gets into an argument and he leaves. He gets to go and have sex with you. Um, I would like to know his interpretation of that. Is he excited? He gets to, like, yeah, she's kicking me out again. I have sex with Bren. Um, Throughout this whole situation, all I have been told by this man is that he loves me so much, he can't live without me. He plans our future has told friends about us, and is very open about the fact that he wants me in his life. I have been very private about the situation. Of course, this fucking crazy situation you get thrown into the mix here. As through all this, I have never wanted to hurt anyone. I just fell in love. To get to the point, he went quiet for a few days after a night out. His wife was at the same venue, so for the whole time I just had a gut feeling. I then received a text message from him saying he wanted to try again with his wife. It didn't sound like his words and I was baffled. I've now found out that his wife made him send the message to me in order for her to speak to him. I've now found out that his wife made... Okay, so the wife forces him to send the message to you in order for her to speak to him. He told me she's become obsessed with asking questions about me, which is natural. He then told me he didn't mean anything he said in the message and it was done just for peace from her and that he doesn't know what to do and knows deep down he doesn't want to go back to her. I have tried to be supportive and told him to do what he needs to do, but inside I am heartbroken. This man really is the love of my life. How do you know that? How do you know that he's the love of your life? You don't know that. Let's see, what's your experience? Um, you earn a job, and you work with a guy for 12 fucking weeks. And he's the love of your life. He's, he's a guy at work you're seeing on the side from your abusive boyfriend of 10 years. I'm not convinced that this guy is the love of your life. I am seriously not convinced. Okay, where did I leave off? Uh, can the relationship with him and his wife last? Am I holding on to false hope? I feel so lost. Alright. What is your name? Bren. Get the fuck out of there. Get out of there. Stop talking to him. Get out of your stupid, uh, abusive boy. Like, you need to live on your own. You need some isolation. Um. Your dependency is toxic. Um. To stay with a boyfriend of 10 years and abusive and in a relationship emotionally and it makes you feel like shit and all that. You, you need a good long time by yourself. You need to think. You need to think in isolation. You need to be alone for a long time. You need to get your head straight. Because somehow... And I'm, I'm gonna throw a card. I'm gonna throw a fucking roll the dice here. Um, probably father issues. Uh, daddy issues, um, to have this kind of dependency, um, to latch onto a guy and call him the love of your life, twelve weeks, and you knowing he's married, uh, yeah. So, you feel so lost because you are lost. Um, yeah, you need to unlose yourself. So here's hell. she uh, she's is she she is in hell. Like we had that hell question earlier. Alright, I don't know how long I've been going, um, fucking, um, recording tool, says 1765 bars, uh, with a 120 tempo with a 4 out of 4 C major, C major? Maybe that's my voice, uh, I don't know. I gotta figure out a way to change it to time because I have no idea. Alright, as always, I'm gonna play out, uh... Play you out with the song, Ed DuPas, Promised Land. Uh, it's good to be back. It's good to have this setup back. It's good to have the new setup. It's good to be back in a new place. Um, I apologize about all the noise. I've identified one noise. I don't know what to do about the ambulance. Um, and we can enjoy the kid getting busted while the mom screams at him. So, yeah, man. Good night, Ed DuPas, Promised Land. Be nice to each other or fuck off.
0: you this song From town to town Job to job And heart to heart And it seems so far to go But it's closer than you know So start opening doors And find out where they go Cause it's a long Way down When the sky gets dark and the wind is cold. Reach out, take a hand. Try once more, if you. Dream. We can't walk together into the promised land. Yes, we can't walk together into the promised land. Yes, we can't walk together into. The promised land. Yes,